Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. I want to talk about fishing. Today's boating and fishing update is proudly brought to you by Sea Eye Care and Mako Eyewear. And indeed, it is indeed our, well, fishing expert and all-round good bloke, Mr Andrew Hart. Good morning to you. Good morning. And uh, thanks to Sea uh, Eye Care and Mako Eyewear. Now, with uh, whereabouts are you at the moment? <laughs> I'm trying to not go insane. Um, <laughs> watching the rain come down here on the East Coast. Uh, while my kids are in the house because it's school holidays, so oh, I've got a six-year-old and a seven-year-old, and it's um, they can't get outside to play, and I obviously can't take them fishing because it's raining. So, um, you know, good times. <laughs> Bless you. Listen, uh, well, let's today then talk about um, the warmer and perhaps drier weather that's on the way. What sort of things should we be looking at to get ready? Well, look, a bit of preparation isn't such a bad thing. Um, and I think the one thing that we often overlook is your fishing line. Uh, you know, you'll have your fishing rod and you put your fishing line on it. And it, it could be years uh, <laughs> until you finally use that yeah. uh, line again. And you snap off a good fish and you think, gee, what was that about? And it's probably because your line has been on your reel for so long that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's lost its strength. So I would recommend that you go and look at all your fishing rods. And you put new line on them um, because life is too short to be losing big fish because your line has uh, gone rotten. Oh, you know, you've, yeah, you've just you've just clicked. I've written that down. <laughs> just to, to, <laughs> I better check that out myself because you, you do, don't you? That is just one thing. It's kind of I oh, looked the, the reel's good. I've cleaned it. I've I've washed it in. You know, blah blah, and the line's looking good. I'll be right. But of course, it could be yeah. too old. That's a good well, that's point. You know, it can sit under a window in the sun or something like that. And, you know, I have lost fish. I have lost fish of a lifetime uh, because of old line. Um, one that springs to mind was a marlin that we spent oh, many, I... many hours trying to hook up. Dear and um, hooked him up on a pretty light line. But, yeah, look, by the time the fish had emptied half the spool of line, um, it was obvious that, that my fishing line was not up to it and it just went pop. So, oh. um, look, it's, it's worth thinking about. The other thing... These days, too, I mean, it's not like it's a new thing, but maybe give some thought to upgrading to what's known as braid line. So it's more expensive. Um, it, it doesn't look and feel like the, the old-fashioned mono fishing line that everyone's familiar with. Yeah. But it does have its its advantages. And uh, what about, uh, you know, with braid line, it's it's also reacquainting yourself with uh, knots and how to make sure you put the, tie the, the hook to the line correctly. Yeah, so that's, that's exactly right. So braid line, it's stronger, it's thinner, you can cast with it better, you can feel more bites with it. But the problem with it is fish will see it. So it's, it's, it's quite a solid, um, you know, line. So fish don't see normal fishing line. So when you're using a braid fishing line, you do need to tie on a leader of, you know, four or five or six feet long. Right. Um, now to do that, you need to learn a knot, and today is the perfect day to learn a couple of new knots. Or even if you if you just you know not using braid line, today might be the perfect day to learn some new knots. Now I'm not going to describe try and describe how to tie a knot over the radio, but yes, um, yes. YouTube is your friend. Um, there are many many good knot demonstrations. So grab some line, uh, sit in front of the telly or the computer, go to YouTube. And there are three knots that I would recommend you learn how to tie. Um, one of those is a uni knot, which will get you out of jail for most things. It's, we did a, actually a knot test years ago on the show, 
and the uni knot came out the strongest when it was just, you know, normal fishing line tied to a hook. Right. Learn how to tie the uni knot, which is easy to tie once you've got it. Uni knot, got the, it. Um, the double uni knot is a good knot for joining your braid to your leader, um, particularly in lighter line. And then there's a knot called, and this is probably a little bit next level, but there's a knot called an FG knot. And if you're using heavier braid and heavier leader, then learn how to tie the FG knot. That that one will take um, a few times practicing, um, but once you know how to tie it, it's an extremely strong knot. That's, um, that's, sounds like a good idea to, be, to learn this. And you say you can Google these and you'll get them on YouTube. Yeah, just get them on YouTube. Just Google good it. Good idea. Um, and, yeah, just have it there ready to go and, you know, just do, do the knot four or five times and then do it again four or five times in a few days' time and eventually you'll get it and you'll learn it. And, um, and yeah, because they do say that you should never break a fish off because of a knot. Um, I, I have broken plenty of fish off yeah. because of a knot, but, um, but that is something that they do say, you know, your knot should be strong enough. To hold, so um, yeah. I noticed uh, just to, to digress slightly, um, Minister for Primary Industries and Water Guy Barnett said the first round of better fishing grants um, provides what they've got about a hundred thousand dollars with a maximum grants of ten thousand dollars with the Tasmanian Recreational Sea Fishing Strategy. And I just sort of remind people that uh, these grants close October seven. So if you want to find out more, if you're a mob that yep. likes to do a bit of recreational fishing, it's all the W's fishing.tas.gov.au and forward slash better fishing grants and you'll find some more information. I think it's important because there are clubs and groups that uh, could need a bit of a hand. Yeah, and look the thing about grants is that if you don't go for one, you're not going to get one. So mm. you know if you've got an idea, um go and put it in by all means because you never know. You might get thrown a bit of money to to upgrade the facilities or a cleaning table or better access to a jetty or, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the idea is, but um, have a go because if you don't have a go for one, you're not going to get one. And they're all good ideas. Now, you've uh, seen it or you're saying there's still a few big tuna around. I saw, uh, yes, but um, wow. the man who caught a sow big tuna earlier in the year, Stewie Nichols from Eagle Hawk, that caught one this week, um, a 95 kilo, who was watching some whales and then saw some tuna bust up at Fairly uncommon for this time of year, but um, but not unheard of. I remember a few years back when the whales came back down the coast, there was some big tuna with them. So, um, you know, it's something you, you can do uh, if, if you're that way inclined. If you've got a, a big enough boat, it's still definitely worthwhile going and having a look for a tuna. Oh, love it. But, you, like, you're throwing it out there, and people have this lots of photos coming through where people are lucky enough to spot the whales on the East Coast in particular. Gee, there's a lot of them at the moment coming through. I think there seems to be more and more every year. Um, you know, we've followed them up the east coast of Australia with the show. We've been lucky enough to do that all the way up to the Great Barrier Reef. Um, but, yeah, look, it seems like, um, you know, more and more are swimming past each year, both going up and I think the ones now are heading back down to Antarctica. Um, yeah, look, I was sitting at a lovely little place on the east coast last week and we were we were on the land and we were, you know, I think we saw three or four whales a fair way out, but... Um, yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of whales out there. So once this weather clears, it's going to be a, a little school holiday, bit of fun for us. We're just going to go straight out and um, and find some whales. We did it wow. last year. My youngest girl is scared, petrified of them, but my oldest girl loves them. So <laughs> one will be cowering down in the V-berth and the other one will be taking photos of them. No, that's that's the point, isn't it? But, I mean, how beautiful. It's, it's such a, an amazing creature. Tell me about the calamari closure in the north. Is that I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, that's done. So that's today. So uh, right. you are not allowed to even have a squid jig tied on your line, I don't think. Um, 
So they do that to protect them. They're, they're spawning at the moment. Um, so they give them a month, a month off, and you're not allowed to, to catch them. So it'll be very good calamari fishing in, uh, you know, on the 1st of November. Yes. Uh, but the closure is from the 1st to the 31st of this month, October. Um, there's also a closure on the east coast from the middle of this month to the middle of November. Um, that's sort of for waters from Coles Bay down to sort of below Mariah Island, sort of the inshore waters there. So yeah. two areas that get uh, hammered by not just recos but by the commercial calamari fishers um, who fish the same way as recreationals, mind you, in, you know, in little tinnies and with rods and with squid jigs. Um, yeah, so look, it's a, it's a good thing to protect the stocks uh, and, yeah, you won't be able to catch a squid for a month. Gotcha. And what's happening Sunday, hook, line and sinker? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> well, you know, well, no, I'm confused because last Sunday apparently it didn't go to air uh, and that's because I didn't open my emails because it got dumped for some cricket or something. So it, it did. this Sunday is actually episode two again, uh, which is, I think, kingfish and fly fishing in Tasmanian Central Highlands, uh, the men in rubber pants and fly rods. So... Um, yeah, we got bumped a week, which is actually going to work out all right because it's bought me another week. Um, so, you know, <laughs> at least it's happened for a reason. Oh, good news. And I wish you the best looking after the kids. What are the, what are the girls' names, first names? Elsie and Daisy. Elsie and Daisy. Hope they have a wonderful holiday. Although wet today, it's going to clear up. It is spring, typical spring weather well, pretty much. Yeah, if you don't like the weather, come back in five minutes, they say. So exactly. thanks for that. <laughs> Andrew, good to talk to you, buddy. Appreciate it this morning. Okay, bye, mate. Have a good weekend. You too. Have a good weekend. Andrew Hart, a boating and fishing report. Uh, thanks to uh, C-I-Care and uh, C-I-Care and Baker Eyewear. What well, funny if you And hook, line and sinker. Of course, that's on Sunday. Take the kids fishing. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.